awesome. Awesome. That was awesome. You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you are awesome. Sir, you are awesome. Seriously. Awesome. 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 Everything is awesome. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. So if you're listening to this week's episode, episode 12, um, then you probably know about last week's episode, which was part one of this week's discussion and this week's guest. Um, yet again, I reiterated it last week, reiterated it at the end of the show last week. Show this guy love, at JokeLeave on Twitter, because he came back after spending two hours and talking to me, and came back and talked for another two hours. Uh, what a great guy. Um, Joe Kaliva, I met ten years ago uh, from doing podcasts. Podcasts is a world that brings people together. Um, and, and it was such a good time talking to him last week. If you didn't listen last week, we talked a lot about podcasting. We talked about the indie scene and we talked about Star Wars and other geeky stuff. Um, so if you are into that stuff, go back and listen to it. Um, I think it's a, you know, a great listen. Um, it gets you to know Joe on a more personal level. Um, and, and this week we're going to get more into about Joe, the person versus um, Joe and his interests. We're going to learn about Joe, the musician this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that right here uh, on the other end on awesomepodcast.com. Yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah. It, I don't care how similar it is to A New Hope. Like it is a Star Wars movie. Yes, and, I, I couldn't agree more. And who cares? Like that's what it should be. It should. We're introducing ourselves to a new generation of the Skywalker Solo clan, and like. Who cares if it if it parallels uh, episode four? Like episode yeah. three and six have parallels with one another. Like it's, I think it was great. It was definitely one. It's it's probably the, my second favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, I I'd have to agree. <laughs> I, I I really do. And uh, so I have to ask you, man. Um, and I didn't know even know this was coming. I'm 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 like not a big IMDb fan. You're or not that I'm a, not that I'm not a fan, but I just don't spend a lot of time going there to see what's coming out, that kind of thing. But, uh, I was completely, uh, shocked that there's a, you know, this, uh, you know, whatever offshoot, uh, the rogue that's coming out. Oh this yeah. Year. So, um, uh, so I, I've known about this because that, that's, they have now are taking their step into the Marvel cinematic universe. Disney right. obviously owns both. So like, Oh, we have great success with Marvel. Let's do it with star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, and I have to go back and watch the trailer because everyone in the goddamn world loves this movie and loves this trailer. And I watched it once and I said, huh, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I, I know. You know, man, I, I mean, I think for me, okay, yeah, I mean, nowhere near the excitement of seeing the first trailer for Force Awakens, you know, um, but you know, I was kind of excited and intrigued, like, wait, what? But, you know, but then again, it's the same kind of thing where, like, you know, halfway through the trailer, you see the Death Star, the original yeah. Death Star. And, I mean, it, it, not that that is, like, you know, a super touching part of it, but, like, you're back in that yeah. time. Well, you know. and you're going to have Darth Vader. Like, if, I right. assume Darth Vader is the main bad guy in this movie because – you're stealing the the Darth the Death Star plans. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, right. I mean, he he was Darth long, you know, yeah. while they were just so, making the plans for the Death Star. So right. I assume this is going to be a great movie because of it's going to again it's a new movie with new characters, but it's going to have some familiar faces or right. you know robot suits in it, and right. um, you know. But the, I, I'm telling you, like that entire trailer i watched it i've only watched it once and i'm the only one in the world and i thought my buddy who is super critical of stuff was going to agree with me and he was like no it was great i loved it i can't wait to see it me i'm just like uh, i mean uh -oh. <laughs> well, i'm not going to see it at midnight i'll see it but i'm not seeing it at midnight so i need to go back and rewatch it because i it didn't hit me the way it hit quite literally everyone else in the entire world right like I, I i'm with you there I, i'm like yeah like i'm like i'm looking forward to it but i'm not like as excited as you know uh you know when i don't know episode eight comes I, out. I, like episode i want episode eight like i i I want more like Mark Hamill. Like we got Han Solo, we got yes. um, you know Harrison Ford. Um, 
you know, Joey Leia. Yeah, we got all that, and we got the the one second clip of Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I know. And, uh, I'm just a huge Mark Hamill fan. Like, um, I'm a fan of his, obviously Luke Skywalker. I'm a huge fan of his Joker, um, and right. more recently, and not even recently, it's something that he did before he was a Joker. But they brought him back in the new uh, CW show, The Flash, the new Flash, uh, as the Trickster, and like he he's great like he's just a phenomenal actor and um i i i love just watching his twitter feed over the last few uh you know weeks or months has been wonderful um you know you playing at the fact that like oh maybe this this person's my kid maybe this person's my kid maybe i'm her dad maybe i'm his dad (laughs) uh or you know like giving episode eight quote-unquote spoilers He's right. he's really uh, enjoying this newfound success, uh, right. you know, coming back to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. Anyway, I'm so stoked. I, I'm just uh, you know so stoked for the you know episode eight to come out, and uh, you know, and hey, if if the <laughs> if if Rogue is you know something that kind of like you know. Uh, keep me subdued until then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well and then after episode eight we get a, a han solo prequel movie oh no uh, oh right yeah so yeah, yeah. literally what's happening is every year we're getting a star wars movie every other year it will be an episode title now i don't know what they're doing after nine i don't know if they're going to go to 10 or not but right. for the next x amount of years like we'll, we'll get uh, episode seven this year is rogues uh rogue one uh next year's episode eight the year after that's han solo year after that's nine year after that is yoda maybe i forget who the the other mm-hmm. movie is <laughs> well you know that was one of the that was one of the other characters besides darth vader that i thought like you know um you know would hopefully make an appearance back in there because i'm thinking like okay they can't bring like the original leia back you know uh, to, yeah. to rogue but i mean you know they can very easily reinsert uh you know yoda uh and darth vader you know just speaking you know. of um carrie fisher how different was she like yeah. uh and i know that has to do with years of like probably smoking or at least drug use and and <laughs> whatnot but like <laughs> If if I didn't know who Princess Leia was, like the kids today watching right. that who who maybe were just shown the original Star Wars a week beforehand so that like they their parents could be like well, this is what you need to know. Like, com- she looks completely different. Like at least Harrison yeah. Ford looks like Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill right. looks like Mark Hamill. Yeah, it looked I, I don't know man, it's just yeah, I mean, the <laughs> I don't I don't know how much of a spoiler I'm allowed to make here, but like you know, I, I think the thing that was most crushing for me at the end of that movie was, you know, or the thing that I was enjoying and laughing at the most during the movie was the chemistry between Han Solo and Chewbacca. Was oh bad. yeah, and 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 I mean, God, just I'm just laughing out loud, not even because the jokes were so funny. But like specifically, like the one time that they're they're waiting to, you know, they're they're standing in the snow there, and and Chewbacca's just like, you know, whatever, going, he's just like, he's just like, you're cold, uh, you know, and I'm just like, man, the interplay of those two, like, I laughed way harder than I was than I should have, yeah. but like, I just was so happy to see them together again, no, and that is totally a movie that if. I wasn't sitting in the second row, which I was sitting in like the big leather reclining seats. So second row wasn't that bad. But if there was a different circumstance of me being in that theater, like there would have been many moments of me crying in that movie (laughs) because because it was crying from laughter, crying from sadness. Uh, I mean, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, like. Where where have you been? It's it's out <laughs> right, on DVD right. and Blu-ray now. But like, <laughs> turn it off now. Turn yeah, off turn off problem. now. <laughs> if if we we're an hour plus into the show, we haven't even talked about Joe. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, so spoilers for Star Wars here. Uh, you know, Han Solo dies, which I think I knew going in. Like I walked in to that movie uh, knowing two things that uh, Kylo Ren was an offspring of somebody uh, and that Han Solo was dying. Like I I just knew it was going to happen. Now, as they were progressing, I'm like, nah, maybe they won't kill Han Solo. Like it's not going to happen. 
and they did it. And you know what? It was so emotional, so well done. And yeah. I yeah. think something that um, is not uh, given enough credit is the moment between Chewie and Kylo Ren a- a- after that happens. Um, because Chewie, Kylo Ren had no idea Chewie was there. He could have killed him. Yeah. But Chewie has known Kylo Ren since he was a kid, since he was exactly. a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, man. so he, he took a, not a, a not a death shot. He could have got him right in the head and he shot him in the arm or the elbow or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because it's still Ben, you know? And so yeah. I, I think it was that, that scene there just, I think, told so much about Chewbacca and, and, and Kylo Ren, uh, that, I saw explored in a comic, uh, yeah. like just a, a web comic. Uh, and it, that alone is, is like heartbreaking. Right. Uh, and, yeah. uh, it's just such a good movie. And, but fucking Chewbacca can't get any love. He, he can't get a hug from Leia after his best friend dies. Uh, like, like <laughs> after 30 years, come on. Yeah, like mm. he gets shafted on the metal. Mm-hmm. And now, like, literally just walks past Leia. Like, he didn't even go in for the hug. And she walks past him, hugs uh, uh, Daisy. What's, right. her, uh, what's her? Ray. Right. Daisy is the Ray. actress. <laughs> hugs Ray. You, you've met her once. <laughs> like, like, she has no connection to Han Solo. This dude is practically like your brother-in-law. <laughs> Right, right, and and that's and that's what I you know we were talking about Carrie Fisher and 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 Leia's character and and you know and I don't know I mean you know the chemistry I think between Leia and Han Solo in the original trilogy I mean it was you know it was all Harrison Ford I mean yeah. you know it's it's he's able to talk to a Wookiee who who you know there's no subtitles for I mean there's I don't even know how much of it is predetermined dialogue but have you seen like the Jimmy Kimmel stuff that they've done in the, the, the years like for like five years no oh god so he would come to Harrison Ford would, would be on Jimmy Kimmel live and they do this uh, gimmick where uh, Chewie was there and mm-hmm. he would just like scream at Chewie and say you know what you did you Wookiee bastard <laughs> and like he would he would growl or do the, the, the uh, and then uh, he'd said yeah you slept with my wife you son of a bitch <laughs> and like it's like so so I even years later where Hans or Han Solo Harrison Ford like has kind of always been until recently and I think it's because he finally got his wish of Han Solo dying dying but he really right. has been anti Star Wars until Force Awakens yeah, and yeah. um you know he still had a good heart about it with you know doing things like that and and such good chemistry with a big teddy bear Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I think, you know, honestly, if you take Harrison Ford out of the equation of, of, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher and him, I mean, it really, I don't think that any of the audience would have cared about Carrie Fisher had it not been for Harrison Ford or, or for Luke's, uh, you know, uh, the passion about, you know, whatever, saving his sister at the, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, there was no chemistry in, with her and anybody. And, you know, I, I mean, I guess, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, when, if, you know, her and Luke are reunited or whatever, but okay. yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just think, you know, it, it kind of forced me to think back to that original trilogy, trilogy and just like, you know, like you were talking about like how many of the characters we really care about. We really care about Chewie. We really care about Han Solo and Luke. We really cared about Yoda. And for, for that matter, we really cared about Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know how many people really cared well, about Princess Leia. Well, you know what the, the trailer, or maybe it was a TV spot that, that showed when Han and Leia, like, like embraced in the trailer um that was cool like that meant something to me uh i don't i forget how i felt in the theater with watching it unfold uh in in story in in timeline there but uh i know in the trailer like i was like cool we're gonna see princess leia like i was excited to see carrie fisher as princess leia again yeah Um, i was excited to see like you know you know all the characters you know but yeah she she really like uh I guess has a, a key role in the, in the, in the story, but you know, very minimal. And like you, you're right. I think you could do uh, 
a lot. Like she's not a key component of of those movies. Right, right. But uh, um, know, all man. right. So time, time will tell. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's, again, we live in a geek world, and oh, and <laughs> and this goes on to uh, man. A half hour ago, I started this tangent. Uh, mm-hmm. So the other thing that. Um, says the times of the worlds that we're living in of, of, of geekdom is uh, Will Wheaton uh, and I'll have to post the the link to the YouTube video because I, I don't know it word for word or anything but it, he was asked a question at a panel about like hey can you do me a favor and like tell um, you know tell my son or daughter like how to deal with being a nerd or what it means to be a nerd uh you know and he like gave this like good solid five minute um answer that like was very heartwarming very touching like brought a tear to my eye made me wish will wheaton was my dad (laughs) uh like just about how like you know, everyone is a ner- basically everyone is a nerd about something like those jocks that are calling you a nerd and, and name calling you and making you feel bad. Well, guess what? They're they're a nerd about football. They're football right. nerds. Like, and you know, don't let it get to you. You know, it, being a nerd means you have passion, and there's nothing greater in life than having passion. Like it was just, and I'm not doing it justice, so I'll have to post a link. But like, that's the world we live in, where like it's okay. Like it's so okay to be a geek and a nerd now, and it's and it's yeah. great. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's. Uh, you know, we we were we were talking about community earlier, and the podcast community, and the bluegrass music community, and the you know down here, there's you know there's all these communities, but it's just it's easier to find community, you know, whether it be physical community, like I mean, you can you know go, you know go to meetup.com and find you know fellow Star Wars meetup, <laughs> you know, discussion groups, uh, you know, and and actually go physically interact, or you know you at the very least have an online community of people that. Uh, you know, it, it's just a lot easier now to g- connect or maybe again, you know, there's the word easier, but I mean, there, there's a lot more opportunities to connect with uh, people that share the same passions and, 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 you know, kind of validate, you know, the things that you're a nerd about. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, uh, it's again, great world that we live in. Um, I, okay. So an hour and in, in change into the show, uh, we, and I kind of purposely wanted to wait to get into this because you and I already had this discussion once and I, I have a feeling this time around it's going to be a little bit quicker uh, <laughs> because we've already told it but you are not just someone here to talk about pop culture and podcasting and stuff you are uh, I, I guess a, a renaissance man at this point I know you as a musician and, a, and as a lover right. of Cosmos uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm going to have to explain that again I guess <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know you're a photographer. Uh, you're a man of of all trades. So um, let's go into like your. You know, for me, music is you. Like, let's go into briefly like how you got introduced into the world of music, and so forth and so on. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it it uh, <laughs> it all. You know, I kind of whenever I tell the story, I kind of always just say it, it all started with a card game. You know, uh, <clears throat> my dad was a. A, 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 an avid uh, uh, gin player and, and poker player, and he, you know, that's you know his his favorite pastime was playing cards, and um, you know for money as you know always and with his friends. But uh, he won a card game, and the guy couldn't pay what he owed him, and uh, so he, he just said, uh, "My dad's name was Mario," and the guy was just like, "Hey Mario, I I got this organ instead. I, I bought for my kid. He doesn't play it. You want it?" So my dad took this organ, you know, the the, the whole two manual with the pedal, everything. And he just came home one day and said, uh, you know, hey, Joey, I got an organ. You're, you're taking lessons. <laughs> and, and so my musical journey began. You know? <laughs> um, I had never asked to play organ, but, uh, you know, we had one, so I had to take lessons. But um, So you weren't really into – were you into music before that, like as far as like wanting to do it or just like into it, just like how every kid's into it, just listening? Yeah, just – I mean, I wasn't even – I can't even remember as a, as a kid. I mean, God, you know, <clears throat> my dad – I think probably the one artist I can go back to and say I was really into was Neil Diamond. That was that was my dad's you know favorite artist. And yeah. and uh, as a matter of fact, the first songs I ever remember singing were Neil Diamond songs, like "Song Sung Blue" and "Sweet Caroline." And <clears throat> yeah, and um, but I don't know. I wasn't like particularly like like oh, I had a moment or a watershed moment where like I want to do music. 
um, you know, it just kind of started with with the organ and um you know shortly after that you know I, I started playing trombone in my school band it was just something cool and i know trombones for from you know cartoons that i saw but mm-hmm. um but the cool thing about it was that it it uh you know it was just not very long after i just started taking lessons and i barely even knew how to read music and that kind of thing is you know kind of the experimentation and, and playing around and, and creating my own music like that was instantaneously much more fun to me, uh, you know, than, than, you know, learning the notes and practicing all these other things. And so, so it, it kind of just almost immediately opened this door to, you know, experimenting and, and creativity and, and, and trying to create things on my own. And, um, you know, it came at a time in my life where, you, you know, it was shortly before, you know, <laughs> junior high. Yeah hit worst, <laughs> that wonderful stage of <laughs> worst time of uh what, what preteen teen everyone's years. life yeah it's just horrible yeah. and you know and um you know i was awkward and i kind of became a loner you know and uh so but i don't know music was kind of there to you know lead me through it or comfort me through it one or the other and and you know it, it just kind of became my you know, my best friend at the time, and it's still something that, you know, I kind of rely on first and foremost when, you know, uh, you know, I need an emotional outlet. <laughs> it's interesting. And, uh, it's because uh, my, my fiance and I were just talking kind of about um, like depression or, or just like when you're sad, like what, what works for some people. And for some people, it's talking to somebody, uh, whether it's a friend or someone professional. For some people, it's so bad you need medication. And like for me, it's like, you know, I need to like I've, I've talked to I've gone and sat down in a therapy session like maybe two or three times. And like it's it's always weird and awkward for me. Like I don't want to talk to my best friend about this, let alone a stranger. Uh, right. Like what? Like for me, it's kind of and and we kind of discussed this. On, you know, last time we sat down and talked, it's a, you know I'll say a creative outlet. When I was a teenager, it was wrestling. Now it's more so uh, writing or, or talking on a podcast or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I being creative or having a creative outlet, no matter what that is, is like perfectly acceptable medicine to to kind of help with sadness or depression or whatever. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it, um, I mean, the thing that gives you a reason to get out of bed in the morning, I mean, you know, it, and, you know, I mean, and that's actually, you know, kind of a phrase you'll hear a lot of people who suffer from depression say is that, that, you know, uh, I can't get out of bed or that mm-hmm. there's no motivation to get out. And I, and I know, and, you know, I'm not downplaying depression at all. I mean, I know it's, it's, you know, to some people it's a very serious yeah. problem and a disease and has to be chemically treated. <clears throat> but, you know, for me, music and, and, and creativity in general has just, is always that reason to get up in the morning and, you know, just something to look forward to. And, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, the Renaissance man thing, I don't know, that wasn't something on purpose. I think, it, <laughs> I think it was just that kind of love and curiosity because like, you know, uh, like I had mentioned already that I was just like, oh, you know, shortly after the organ, it was like trombone in school. Like, oh, I want to learn how to play that. And then, you know, 1980 MTV hit and, you know, I, I want to learn how to play drums. And, and mm-hmm. then you're seeing all these guitar gods and uh i want to learn how to play guitar and 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 i really do make concerted efforts to like really kind of dive in and, and learn all these things so you know by the time i got to high school i was playing organ piano trombone guitar uh, uh you know what else drums <clears throat> um, but by the time i got to college and it was great because i had opportunities in high school to to experiment and play on all these instruments um by the time I got to college, I, you know, after a couple little changes, I, I ended up majoring in composition, uh, classical composition and, uh, and, uh, you know, music education. And, you know, I, I started as a classical trombonist, graduated as a classical composer, and now I'm in Nashville playing, you know, country and bluegrass music. Uh, <laughs> so you never know where the road's going to lead you, folks. That uh, is a, a wild, go with it. Uh, a wild journey because it's yeah. something that I learned last time we talked was that, uh, n- this is not your first time living in, in Nashville. It's, it's, you've right. you moved to Nashville years ago, uh, pre predating, you know, the, the new media age. Right. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I kind of moved down here. Um, God, it was, I think it was, the, I moved down here in 98, um, was the first time I moved down to Nashville. And, and, you know, that was the, that was the thing too. It was just exploring something new. Um, you know, I, I was getting more into songwriting rather than classical composing, 
and this is this is the town if you're a songwriter you know and and so it just kind of led me here and um but yeah the new media started i mean the napster thing hit about a year after i moved down here 99 i guess 2000 somewhere yeah, around there. Right. <clears throat> yeah um but uh yeah moved back up to new jersey and uh you know and opportunities up there i mean uh, you know that's when i you know met shannon cole and and, and you know the artist development thing too was kind of a, a, I guess, a progression thing for me too. Because you know while I was in college, I studied voice, and um, I ended up teaching privately more uh, more than anything else, uh, uh, voice and singing. And um, so as a vocal coach, I was I was starting to encounter more and more students who were kind of I don't know working, you know, wanted to be pop singers, not necessarily wanted wanting to study classical music and that kind of thing. So. That just kind of, I don't know, you know, snowballed into, uh, you know, helping them and developing them for, for that type of career and me getting more into that. So, you know, which led into performance coaching and, uh, you know, career management and, and band leading and that kind of thing. So, you know, I guess skip way ahead and, and, you know, I guess to make a story a lot shorter is that, you know, that that's kind of what introduced me to the world of artist you know, development is that it's it's you know developing and plus the fact that you know there's more opportunities for someone like me to work in in this area because record labels used to spend it used to be the ones that would develop artists you know they would sign artists and spend a couple of years developing them working on their writing and working on their performing and their their singing and their their public speaking skills and, and all this kind of stuff but um labels don't have the time or or manpower to do that yeah. anymore so uh you know, so artists, there's a real need in the artist community for people with experience uh, to to kind of guide them through that and, and you know, work on all those different areas. So Nashville is like the hot spot for all that? It's it's one of the hot spots for so that. Say, yeah. I, now, I mean, if you say country and like all the subgenres that come under that, that makes sense. Like totally, I think of Nashville and, and whatnot. I always think, and I guess this is just because it's my small minded world of, well, everything is either in New York or, <laughs> or in LA, whether it's music or acting or whatever. Right. No, man. I mean, you know, and, and this is something that I'm seeing in Nashville. Just, I moved back down here in, you know, permanently in 2013 but this city is exploding. Uh, um, I think it was just named like the number one tourist spot or one of the top five tourist spots in the country, but it's also one of the, like the biggest boom towns in the country. Uh, there's so much growth and so many, so much, I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely it's pockets and little time capsules of country music all throughout the town. I mean, it's kind of what put, I guess the town on the map sort of, or, or, you know, musically, <clears throat> but, um, you know, Steve Tyler uh, lives down here now. Um, uh, Kelly Clarkson, um, uh, Billy Gibbons. Um, I, I mean, and you, and you were literally walked uh, a friend of mine, just, you know, uh, at a stoplight, watched Steven Tyler walk in front of his car as he was walking his That's dogs. Crazy. <laughs> That's down. cool. Yeah. It's just, uh, um, uh, who else did I, uh, I mean, you know, of course there's all the country music people down here. I mean, you know, uh, a friend of mine that does security at a movie theater, you know, watched the uh, Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman walking with their kids and, you know, and, and I think that's the thing that sets this town apart from like LA and New York is that there's a lot of famous people walking around down here, but for the most part, they're unbothered. There's no, there's no paparazzi. I mean, it's almost just kind of like, I don't know. And I think that's why, honestly, some people like Steve Tyler move here is that they kind of get away from that culture of, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the gawker kind of thing, you know, that, uh, I, I never really fault a celebrity when I see them get angry about pop paparazzi or whatever, because like yeah. they, just because they're famous and I know when you're a celebrity or you're an actor or a musician or whatever, like you're kind of signing up to be in the, the public spotlight, but right, at the end of the right. day, like they do deserve some sort of privacy, like, Right. And props to those that can find it. Like there are plenty of people that you never hear about and, and good for them. But yeah, I mean, I, paparazzi are, I'm not famous at all. And I think they're like the drag of society. <laughs> it's the truth. Man. I mean, when you, when you see and the, the questions that they throw out, I mean, and, and especially when, you know, it, it's, it's exceptional. Like you're right. I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, you're a celebrity and you're famous and you know, this is, it's part of the deal. Um, but you know, when it's, when they have their, when, you know, when they had their kids out, you know, or they're, or they're trying to enjoy just family time outside of the public eye, uh, you know, 
I don't know, but you're right. They're, they're, they're the dregs of society. I mean, just for, you know, uh, you know, un- just to get unflattering pictures or, or something and, like and, that. You know, that I would even give some property. forgiveness if like, okay, like Ben Affleck's out by himself. Okay. You may, you're going to harass him, but like when he's out with, I guess his kids and I don't know if him and Jen are back together. I don't know what's going on there, but like when he's out with his family, like, just leave him alone. Like, that's just, and I get it. It's your job to be an asshole, I guess. But like, I don't know. It's, I, I, I couldn't be a paparazzi guy because I would just be like, all right, I'm going to let him be. Like, even as a fan, I think if I saw, um, like Kevin Smith, who is probably like the guy who I want to sit down and talk to the most or just say hi to, like, I think if I saw him out with his kid or his wife or his family or whatever, like, I, th- I don't know that I would, take the chance to interrupt him like i don't think i would right. want to say oh you know let, let me take you away from your family time when you're clearly yeah. not doing the celebrity thing exactly like, right. I don't know, so i would never make a good paparazzi yeah and and you know i mean and i think uh, you know getting back to the question too is that you know the appeal down here musically and creatively is that it still is a very small city um you know it's it's a you know if if somebody comes down here to record and it's not just i mean there's so much other music being created down here um and recorded i mean you know there's there's a ton of recording studios and the technology has just made them more accessible to everybody mm-hmm. um but it's just a lot easier to network in this town to it's just it's you know like i said it's smaller there's it's not as overwhelming as New York or LA. And, you know, uh, you know, like I said, the chances of bumping into a Steven Tyler, <laughs> or, uh, you know, you know, for, of him coming out to a show to just enjoy music are, uh, are a lot higher than, I um, see. That's cool. Like it's me, you say Nashville. I do. I think of it as the size of a New York or an LA. Uh, I, yeah. I would not think of it as a small town, uh, or smaller town. I would put it like up there with those towns or like Philly or whatever. But that right. is cool right. that you could literally like, cause the, yeah. I, I can't think of anywhere. Like I can't go to anywhere in Philly and chance seeing someone. I think one time I was driving around Philly and I saw someone that looked like Geraldo or something. <laughs> and it, it was probably just someone that looked like him. I don't think it was him. Oh, dude, uh, you know what? You totally just brought this memory back to me. Uh, you you being a, a, a wrestling fan, I I met the Iron Sheik uh, oh, yeah. in the airport. Um, <laughs> and people are, you know, wrestling, fa- you know, if yeah. you're not a wrestling fan, you're just going to have to go, you know, do some Googling on the Iron Sheik. Yeah, no, but, he's- um one of the most entertaining characters. I know him as more of an entertaining character like now than as like a wrestler. Like I know I watched a few things from, from when I watched wrestling as a kid, but like, he's just like, he goes on like the radio circuit. He does interviews and he's just like a, like a, I don't know if he's crazy or if he's just like that entertaining. Yeah, I think he's just, I mean, he was a very soft-spoken guy, honestly. You know, I, I mean, I think I got him to say, like, you know, Iran, number one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, he just, he, uh, I didn't have anything from the sign, but he, like, he signed, like, a, um, I think it was just a piece of paper or something like that. But, That's cool. um, but uh, so, yeah, that, you have to go to the airport in Philly to uh, bump into something. Yeah, you know what, that there. is, yeah, that's the only place you're going to bump into somebody. And I don't think I've ever bumped into anyone famous at the at the airport in Philly. Or And, you know, I used to travel for work all the time. Like, two, to, I, wouldn't, I, I used to be in two to three airports a week and for, ye, like, four years, and I never bumped into anyone. So that, like, I somehow am, like, that small chance of, like, not meeting someone famous in an in a oh, airport. Right. <laughs> yeah man so uh so i don't know you got to come down here to nashville uh you know take a that you know, you know it, and- i my um my brother-in-law uh he he has uh, is it nashville i think it's nashville he goes down there every now and then because he has friends that move down there okay. um yeah. so uh, I would definitely see. I, that's something that like I can't wait till we're in a place to uh, travel again and and do. And I say again, right. I only ever travel for work. But that that was the I hated that job with a passion because of all the travel. But at the same time, it was cool because of all the travel. Oh, right. <laughs> like it was. It was all within like the 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 forty eight uh, states here, uh, the continental United States. Right. But um, I still like. 
it was all at the right time. Like I was the right place in my life to be able to do it and not like be too like, like I didn't have kids or anything. So being able to like, literally, I think oh, 30 States I visited at some point in my four year career. Uh, though I don't, not, uh, t- Tennessee is not one of them. I don't think I, I stopped in there. Huh. It, it was, you know, man, it was, uh, it, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, when I first moved here back in 98, you know, anybody that said like, yeah, I should come down there. Uh, you know, I would honestly say, you know, Nashville is a good state to kind of drive or a good city to drive through. I mean, like, you know, I would almost start at like maybe Knoxville and then do a day trip down to Nashville and then, and then like, you know, end up in Memphis and, you know, you kind of got all the, you know, I think that's pretty much all you would want to see in Tennessee, but, um, there's so much more here now. Uh, you know, just like I said, I mean, musically and the live music scene here is just amazing. And, and you can still do those day trips to Memphis and, and that kind of thing. But, um, you, you know, I think as an artist, the thing I really love most about here isn't even the music. And I think that's kind of what, um, you, you know, honestly, when I was living up in New Jersey, I was getting into photography as a hobby. And, and, you know, while I was working with Shannon Cole and, um, when, uh, when I stopped working with her, uh, my job was to not do music anymore at all. Um, but, you know, things went, yeah. <laughs> things went bad really quick. Uh, so it's, I just kind of swore off music. I, I literally sold all my equipment. Yeah. And, it's and, interesting. Cause you talked about that last time that like you have kind of gone through a roller coaster of, uh, <laughs> uh like I guess of how you feel about music and, and in, as a career at least. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm right. I'm at that place now again, where I'm kind of enjoying, you know, it not being my one and only thing that I do creatively. But, uh, um, but you know, then I met, I met this other artist, Peyton Taylor up there. She was very young when I met her up in, in New Jersey and she, um, you know, got into country music and I was, I was back in the artist development thing again. And, but I loved it. I mean, it was, you know, my daughter at the time was old enough now to be playing music and I got to be in a band with her for a while and brought me back down here to Nashville. And, and that is, uh, sweet. Like that's something that, um, that I enjoyed listening to you talk about last time. Like, yeah, I can only imagine doing something that I love doing with one of my kids, uh, whether it's in front of a crowd or just, you know, in front of a microphone or whatever. Like that yeah. seems so cool. It's, um, um, I mean, just as we were talking about, about an hour ago, she was, she had to say goodbye to me and she's all dressed up for her, you know, her gig tonight. And, you know, it's, a, uh, you know, there's so much pride, you know, watching her work and watching her, you know, thrive in it, you know, in a way that I never even, you know, did at her age, you know, but, uh, um, but yeah, just the, uh, having had the opportunity to kind of like be on the stage with her and, and look across the stage, you know, every once in a while and realize I'm playing in a band professionally with my little girl and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, you know, there's so many moments like, you know, you were talking about crying at a star Wars movie. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I'm on like stages sometimes in front of like, you know, these like, you know, 15,000 people audiences and I'm looking over at her and she's just like, you know, whipping her hair out and just dancing and the crowd's like screaming for, her. I'm just like, Oh my God, it's my little girl. <laughs> you know? I'm just big sappy guy it, standing on the stage. They're like, what's wrong with that dude? It's, it's totally uh, amazing how, and, and we, I think we talked about this before too, where like, as at least for me, as I get older, I get much more emotional and I, I, oh God, yeah. I cry, you know, obviously now that I have kids, there's, there's things that involve whether, you know, being a dad or being, you're know, having kids or something that will be on online, like some little quick little gif or video on Facebook or whatever that will catch me. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's cute. And it'll, it'll pull up my heartstrings. But like, even like, and I don't know if I dropped this piece of news on the, on when we last talked, but like the Muppet movie, I don't even know if my son was born yet. Yeah, he was either, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. It was either when he was, we were either pregnant with our second child or, or with our first, I forget what the time period was, but like Kermit just gives this amazing and mind you, like, I'm like the I I'm, I'm not a pothead, so like I'm not a stoner, so like there's no excuse. I wasn't drunk at this movie, like I so there's nothing but 
me and my own emotions at play here. Well, and you have, I think you get like sympathetically hormonal for, like, especially if you have a pregnant, you know, girlfriend or, or I, wife or something. You know like what? That. I mean, I would love to use that as an excuse, but I don't think that's it, dude, because I'll, I could sit there and watch that movie again and almost guarantee you that I would probably cry when Kermit gives his little inspirational speech. It's just, there's something about it that's just like, and maybe it's because I know the Muppets from like when I was a kid. And right. I don't know. Yeah. There is something about, or maybe that's like, hey man, like he's saying stuff that I feel. I don't know what it was, but legitimately, like a tear ran down my face, judged by my now fiance, then girlfriend. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, at a dime, um, I'll, at the drop of a dime, I'll just, I'm a weeping little baby these days. Yeah, dude, I, I mean, you know, I feel you on the children's movies, cause I, I, I was, I was a wreck at Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and, and all these times my daughter sitting right next to me, like, oh God. And, and we went to go see Marley and me. That was, that was, I wasn't right after that movie. Yeah. Um, but, but even last, last night I watched the, I don't know if you're into the blacklist, um, the James Bader thing. And, um, uh, I, I've, um, I watch it every now and then. Not, nothing yeah. hardcore. Anyway. There was a baby born last night and like, you know, it, you knew it was coming. I, I mean, like there wasn't anything particularly emotional about it, but man, you know, the baby starts crying and everybody's smiling and there's relief and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm weeping on my couch yeah. with my bulldog sitting next to me. Like this is, I, I've, I've hit a new low in as far as how pathetic my life is here yeah, right now. It's, it is. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like every, there's moments. I was what, what I was just watching something the other day uh on TV where I guess it was talking about like mothers or or children growing up something so simple nothing that you should be crying at, at all right. but I it's just like I'm watching it and I'm like I just I sh- started sh- like I I wasn't shedding a tear but I had to hold it back I'm like Jesus Christ Yeah yeah I know it man I it's Dude, and and you're not that old man, right? I mean, well, you have kids. I'll be 32 so. in July. Oh yeah, you're a youngster. Yeah, so. I, I just turned 47. I mean, I mean, I feel, I want to say that like you know, at my age, it's it, but but no, but it, but it was happening to me at 30. I mean, I think it's like once you have kids and family and and it, I don't know, man, the whole world just changes, you yeah. know, and and just right, you you cry at like. You know commercials that yeah. you know have a have a kid running and <laughs> towards his mom it's, or something like oh my god there is there is definitely those moments it's so wild being like a quote unquote adult because hey I never feel like like I don't know it, it's it's we have I have this discussion with my fiance all the time now where we're, like, we say okay well we we have a kid uh, then we bought a house a few months after that so we're we we got to be adults now we bought a house and then like totally we're not adults. Uh, we make a decision to have a second kid. We're adults. Like that's an adult decision. (laughs) We're not adults. Like we're still not adults. All right. We have, like I, I moved careers from like a really, I didn't know if I was going to have a job the next week to like a, a a job (laughs) that's like very secure, very adult. Uh, and it's, um, so like okay, so we're an adult. It's like I have a retirement plan now. Like I have a pension. <laughs> I know. But, retirement plans, four hundred one k's, all the stuff. I see and, the matter all of a and sudden. And like we are now, we're officially engaged. For like we we, we were. We, I think we got engaged about a month ago. So uh, like, oh, hey, congratulations! By the way, thank that's, you, uh, thank that's awesome. you. But like, so like, so like, so we're adults now, right? Like, I got a pension. We're engaged. Yada yada yada. And like, no, like I'm still at eleven o'clock at night. I'm still just sitting around talking about Star Wars or just talking to a good friend and, and doing on a, on a post, uh, uh, I won't say a dopey podcast, but more or less a dopey podcast. Like I do things that I've been doing for the last 10 years and still doing it with a smile. Yeah. Hey man, that's, uh, you know, that. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment. I mean, like to be able to, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, people say like, Oh, 10 years, but I mean, you know, to, to keep, to keep anything going, especially nowadays, I think, you, you know, and, and keep it at that level where you enjoy it that much is, is, I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's weird. Cause like I say, like, Oh yeah, I've been podcasting for 10 years as this episode is episode 11 of this podcast. <laughs> but like, that's like, you know, it's, it's, um, 
there's this is just like the new era i guess of me podcasting because I, I i eventually like at one point it was like let's get to 20 shows because like happy hour still tip never got to 20 Creepcast never got to 20 happy hour finally like i think i got to like 170 some shows and uh you know Stabcast wow. i was part of for 80 some weeks and uh you know there was other shows that lasted for at least you know in their seventies and whatnot. So like, I'm finally in a place where I'm like, all right, let's not worry. Who cares? Like, let's just look at little milestones, I guess, or just look at the overall picture. Like, I don't know. Just have a good time is is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, man. Well, I'm happy that you're still podcasting, man. I think it's a, you know, it's a, I think you, you know, you were an early adopter and and you were there, (laughs) you were, you were there. So I'm sure you, you know, you have just, I'm sure a ton of great stories to tell when it comes to this. You've just, you've kind of been through it's, it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not great stories, at least like learning experience that other people can learn from me like i'll tell you there's a lot of shows that spun off from my shows that have found great success at some point like the stab cast was a spinoff of happy hour steel tip that just ended uh, i think last like november of last year uh and I, when i did creep cast another show spun off from that and lasted for years I, for a while i was just like a place where you came to go do something else and, and you did it better <laughs> <laughs> to get things started and then go off on your exactly own. yeah i i swear yeah. my buddy uh, who did uh he did a, a, a like a nerdy academic news or academic nerds was the name of the show he okay. he did that with me and then he went off and now he's just like a stand-up comedian so like i'm like dude everyone <laughs> literally just finds like something i guess i'm their muse that's what i want to say so i feel good about myself <laughs> that's oh. why i don't have a co-host anymore this way no one can leave me mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i i hear you that's that's you know and that's the uh see maybe i'll take your advice then because i think you know i was i was at a point with my podcast i was just like well I, you know i should get some co-hosts in here but then i you're yeah, right then they'll probably take the podcast on and i'll be you know crying at the next episode of the blacklist with uh all by myself in here <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, uh, I want to thank you again for taking another almost two hours of your life uh, and dedicating it to an interview that this time people will hopefully hear. Hey, I know so far things look good. And, and, and hey, man, thank you for asking me. I mean, I, you know, I, I could do this every week. It's just, it's just great to talk about yeah. uh, nerdy stuff and, and stuff I'm, I'm passionate about and, and uh, you know, music and art and all that great stuff. So it's a uh, it's you know, it's. I love I love your podcast and I and I love the fact that you know you give uh, you know people like me a chance to talk about all this great stuff. And, and I said it before and I'll say it again. And and this time, like I mean, to say yes a second time, especially like the, I asked you and I, I you know not that I was expecting you to say no, but it was just it was a cool feeling to be like, hey, ten years later and he's still willing to do my dopey show. And like <laughs> for me to say like oh, less than a week later, maybe a week and a half later, like uh, by the way it's ruined can you do it again like and to say yes like so so cool thanks uh for doing it twice now uh yeah my pleasure man. yeah and we'll definitely have you on again uh where it'll be probably more or less this show since the first time that no one heard was the the real origin story uh but yeah i I enjoyed having you on i hope you do it again i hope you start potting again yeah, man, I'm looking. I, actually, I'm looking into. A, a, I just had the first meeting about a, 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 an art photography podcast that's kind of in the works. But uh, I hate when I have it up and running. I'll you know uh, I'll definitely if you can if you'll have me back on, I'll definitely. I'll come out and talk about it. And hundred uh, percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and you know, uh, if anybody wants to explore that bluegrass podcast, it's still up. Uh, you know, and and you know, it's still like I said, it's just in hiatus <laughs> right now. But it's called the Bluegrass Byway, uh, and and the website is just thebluegrassbyway.com and it byways with a Y. Um, yeah, you can search for that on on iTunes too, and it'll it'll come up. And uh, I found it. I subscribed to it. If I can find it, I'm just because I do a podcast doesn't mean I know how to work podcasting machines. Uh, so I found it. If I can find it, anyone can find it. And sweet, it, and sweet. it is it is good. It is a. Uh, I mean, if you, it's not just long form interview. I think that, I mean, and maybe beyond the first episode, it is. But um, it is it, it's kind of like what I what I liked. It's kind of a mixture of what I used to do and what I do now, where it's like half long form interview and then 
segment based with news and stuff about bluegrass and right, right, right. so it's uh, i mean i guess maybe the news portion of it if you're listening going back and listening to it maybe a little outdated but um still it's just a it was it's a good listening experience for someone who's not really into the bluegrass scene or doesn't know about it at least not yet uh we'll see how we'll see what your show does for me in a couple episodes uh cool, but cool, it's, yeah i can it was a great show give it a listen if you liked what joe said here today you'll hear him be probably far more uh, intelligent uh than talking about star wars uh <laughs> Oh man, I, hey, maybe we should start a a Star Wars podcast. Oh, that would be a, I wish a, you know what? <laughs> Somewhere I have a note uh, written down where uh, it was to start a Star Wars podcast called uh, like you Wookie slut or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I have to, you have to register that name. <laughs> Get it, do it now before somebody who's listening to this gets jumps on it. It's, yeah, it was. I heard the line somewhere like that's a great podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, well, hey man, I, I you please let me know because I'll be the first to apply. Because I mean, you know, you want to hear me get nerdy? Get me on, get me on a tangent about the philosophy, oh. you know, of the of the of the Star Wars storytelling. I mean, you know. Be like, uh, you know, the equivalent of like, you know, the Shakespearean character analysis. That's, you know what? We can, we can definitely talk about that next time you're on this show, at least. <laughs> All right, man. All right. I'm, I'm in. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, any, anything else, anywhere else you want to direct people to find you? Uh, well, you know, my regular photography site is just joecaliva.com, uh, J O E C A L I V A. Dot com. Uh, you could just search for me on Facebook to see, uh, what else goes on in my life. Uh, 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 Facebook, if you do a search for Joe Kaliva photographer, uh, you can see some of my photography and videography on there as well. And, uh, you know, I occasionally, you know, post uh, some videos of me performing down here in Nashville on my regular Facebook page. So, uh, uh, Twitter at Joe Kaliva. And, um, I think that's about it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's got all of my socials covered. And we uh, will there. post uh, links in the show notes to all Joe's stuff, of course. Uh, once again, make sure you check him out on thebluegrassbyway.com, uh, at Joe Kaliva on Twitter. Search for him on Facebook, uh, com for all his places. Check out me on Twitter at HHWST. Check out the show on Twitter at That Entertains. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave a five-star review if you like what you heard today. Much appreciated. It helps us get more eyes on the show. So for Everything is Awesome, I'm Kev. Thank you once again, Joe. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. And you've been listening to us right here only on awesomepodcast.com. Everything is Awesome is produced by Crude Humor Studios. For more information about the podcast, please visit us online at awesomepodcast.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, please email us at advertising at crudehumorstudios.com. Stream and download all episodes on iTunes. While you're there, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you're a fan of the show, please let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at That Entertains.